You are listening to a Cold Lake Community Church podcast. We hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you, girls. That was great. I love Christmas. I love everything about Christmas. It takes me back to my childhood. And then the early years of our marriage with our own children when they were young. I remember when I got my first gun. It was a pop gun. It had a cork in it, and it had a... Um, uh, six crows, I think it was on, a, on a, it was on a fence, and you had to shoot the crows off the fence. Well, I had some friends in, and uh, my grandmother, who was about 70 years old at the time, that seemed very old when, at that time, but, <laughs> but anyway, she was reading her Bible at the end, end of the table, and uh, as boys are, we got tired of just shooting those crows off the, the thing. And so one of my friends picked up the gun, took the cork out of it so it was empty. And he pointed at my grandmother and pulled the trigger. And wouldn't you know, all of the internals of that gun came out and just whizzed past her head. Almost struck her. Well, my friend was a very shy guy and, uh, and uh, he was... He was in a terrible shape, and the rest of us, of course, laughed to kill ourselves. And, uh, but that's one of the memories I have way back when I got my little pop gun. And then I remember when I was about probably about uh, 11 years of age, I got my first Daisy air rifle. And uh, that was quite a, quite a thing as well. But another thing I remember is uh, we would always... Christmas morning, we would always, always gather around the Christmas tree with all the presents, and uh, my dad would read, or mom, one of them would read the Bible, uh, the Christmas story, and we would pray, and then we would open our gifts. We always thought to be thankful for what God had given us. I have all good memories of Christmas, but the the changing of time and circumstances brings a sense of loneliness. Loved ones have gone to be with Jesus. The family is spread out. Grandchildren are grown and some of them are miles away. And uh, instead of 30 family and friends around a Christmas table, like was usually the case in the Eastman family, now it's just Effie and I, and we're going to have Stephen and Lena with us this Christmas. And uh, the, con- the connection will be Skype or FaceTime. But um, I, love, I love Christmas music, the decorations, the food, the food of Christmas. There's also a spirit to the season that brings out the best in most of us. The skits the teaching, the carols, the poems, the preaching, all tell of a loving Heavenly Father 
who gave his only begotten Son that we might have eternal life. This little child became a man and people had different opinions of him. Jesus asked the two asked two questions concerning what people thought of him. One is a general question and the other is a personal question. Matthew chapter 16 verses 13 to 17 says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, or Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I thank God that he gives us a revelation of who he is, of his power and his might, of his love and his forgiveness. And so a general question was, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Men say that Jesus was a good man. Some will go as far to say that even today. In the Bible says that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is God in flesh. John 1, uh, 1 to 3 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him there was nothing that was made. The angel confirmed this to Mary and Joseph in a sep- on separate occasions. In Luke 1.35, the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. In Matthew 1.21, He talks to Joseph and he says, She will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. In Matthew 1.23, quotes Isaiah the prophet, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Men say that Jesus was a philosopher, a great teacher, and a good example. And surely he was all of this. But the Bible says Jesus is God's gift to the world. In John 3.16 we read, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. He is the only way to God. He is our Heavenly Father's greatest gift to us. In John fourteen six, Jesus said of himself, 
I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then there's the personal question. Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that Jesus is? Who is Jesus to you today? Is he a good teacher? Is he just a philosopher? Or is he your savior? Is he the king of kings and lord of lords to you? Peter had the right answer. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus confirmed that his answer was correct when he said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. When Joseph got this news, he was obviously very emotional. He was an emotional mess, really. Joseph can reach only one conclusion. Mary has been unfaithful. He is considering to divorce her, but uh, put her away privately. While he's pondering all of this, the angel of the Lord comes to him in a dream. And he says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will have a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. This was prophesied by Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah 7 verse 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. In God's appointed time, Caesar called for a taxation of his whole empire. In God's appointed time, Mary and Joseph was required because of this taxing to be at Bethlehem at the very time when she would be delivered of her child. In God's appointed time, Jesus was born in Bethlehem as was prophesied in the scriptures. In Luke chapter two, verse six and seven says, so it was that while they, were, while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And so that is the good news. Angels appeared to shepherds with this awesome report. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Paul explains this event and, it, and its far-reaching effect for you and I. In Galatians 4 Verse 4 to 7, he says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, 
that we might receive the adoption of sons. And God said, call him Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Who are his people? Well, not everyone. We would all like to believe that, you know. When you, you go to a funeral, and it's amazing uh, the things that are spoken in funerals. Sometimes you hear, hear people say, God has just called another angel home. And, uh, you know, and, the, and that they're looking over us and praying for us. That's not in Scripture. But we just humbly listen to it. And that's not a time to correct people at a funeral. But uh, I think it's the responsibility of the pastors to correct it in the congregation. Amen? Yes, amen. So, the Bible says in John, in John chapter 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. There's a lot of people that believe about him. But there's much fewer people who believe in him. And that's who are the children of God those who believe in him. This means that not all people will be saved. Not all people will believe. John chapter 1.14 says, He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them gave he the right to become the children of God, to those who believe in his name. The good news is that God has given his son Jesus Christ for the whosoever will. Amen? Amen? The fact that he died on the cross doesn't mean that everybody is saved. We have to believe in him. We have to accept the gift that he has given. This is the good news of Christmas. Take this away and you do not have Christmas. Then all you have is a baby in a manger, the son of Mary and Joseph. The good news is that we have a Savior who will take our sins and our sorrows and make them his very own. He is Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh. And by his Holy Spirit today we sense his power and his presence and his forgiveness day after day after day. And it's beautiful to have a personal relationship with the Creator. Do your sins rise up in condemnation against you? Do you struggle against those sins and feel that you're losing the battle? Are those addictions keeping you down? Well, I've got good news for you. Jesus came into this world to save sinners. And when you ask Christ into your heart, there's power in the blood to save you and to cleanse you from all sin. And you don't have, ever have to go back into your old way, into your old lifestyle again. You may stray, you may go back, but you don't have to stay there. You may fall down, but you don't have to stay down. Jesus is the answer to our weakness. 
Jesus is the answer to our failings. He wants to lift us up and to help us. There is no other name. He's calling out to you and I today. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. His name is Jesus. He's the one who has made who was made sin for us, that we might be made, the Bible says, the righteousness of God. And with this I'm concluding. Musicians, you can come back. We have the whole story now. On Christmas morning, the first Christmas morning, they didn't have the whole story. While Jesus walked this earth, they didn't have the full story, but we do. We don't have to wait for Easter to find out the significance of the virgin birth. We know that he entered death's grave and he rose again. He proclaimed our victory through his life, death, and resurrection. In John 11:25, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he die, though he believes in me, he shall never die. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. His name is Jesus. There is power and victory in his name. Scott Wesley Brown wrote a beautiful song many years ago, and it goes like this. It's entitled, This Little Child. Who would have thought that long ago, so very far away, a little child would be born and in a manger lay? And who would have thought this little child was born the king of kings, the son of just a carpenter for whom the angels sing? And who would have thought that as he grew and with other children played, this little child with whom they laughed and sang would die for them someday? And who would have thought this little child could make the blind man see, feed the hungry, make rich the poor, and set the sinner free. Oh, who would have thought this little child was who the prophet said, would take away the sins of man and rise up from the dead. Oh, I believe, and I will always sing this little child he is the king. Many years have come and gone, yet this world remains the same. Empires have been built and fallen, only time has made a change. Nation against nation, brother against brother, men so filled with hatred, killing one another. And half the world is starving while our banner of decency is torn. Debating over disarmament 
and killing children before they're born. And fools who march to win the right to justify their sins. Every nation that has fallen has fallen from within. Yet in the midst of this darkness, there is a hope, a light that burns. This little child, the King of Kings, someday will return. Oh, who would have thought this little child is who the prophet said will return to judge this world, the living and the dead. And can't you see that long ago, so very far away, this little child, our only hope, was born a king that day. Lord bless you guys. Have a very Merry Christmas. You have been listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. We hope that you've been blessed by this teaching from Cold Lake Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect.